0: It's the for Prunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go here yo Hard time's calling for your long chorts You might learn something you never Hello, know could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine Hello, one and all Happy Monday Sending you lots of happy vibes And just wishing you a fantastic week You know, whenever you listen to this I'm just wishing you a fantastic week Even if you decide to listen to it on a Wednesday Because I know that some of you are deviant And, you know, you'll listen to this at random times Because you have your day for listening to podcasts And I respect that Like you're a G I respect your hustle I respect, you know, your priorities So have a great week you know, I'd like to start with that because there, there's lots to get into today. So I just, just want to give you that feeling of, you know, optimism before we launch into it all. I'm Kelechi Okofor. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as what? Suck your Mom. Yeah. So um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for the wonderful feedback. Episode zero Reggie yikes I'm really glad That that resonated With so many people And It's kind of Given me the Yeah I just It's kind of Just given me That kind of Zest That zeal To continue with this And I'm loving it so far I'm really Really loving it So now you can find The podcast On iTunes As well as Soundcloud And You know You can download it And get your life So Oh, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just really excited at the moment. So I'm really into tarot. If you don't know, Um, I'm into tarot cards. That doesn't mean I don't believe in God and it doesn't mean that I worship the devil. So please stop. But I'm really into tarot. And every morning I pull a card um, to kind of give me a theme for the day, something to really focus on. And today I pulled the star in reverse. Now, Now that might mean nothing to a lot of you, but, um, what that really got me thinking about was the idea of self-belief and to a lot of people I appear confident and you know I just this go-getter and I go and do things but a lot of the times um, I'm riddled with a lot of self-doubt like oh even with this podcast I thought yeah maybe, maybe like I don't know Couple of hundred people will listen to the first episode Let's just see how it goes Um, Doubt many people will be interested So imagine my shock when I'm looking on SoundCloud And the first episode, episode zero Has had about 1,700 listens Um it really humbled me. It really humbled me. And I think that that's what the star in reverse was really drawing my attention to that. I can't see myself how others see me. I, I see all of the flaws and I, you know, those are the things I focus on and I should just kind of take a moment to almost step outside of myself. And and see what I'm achieving and appreciate it And that's a message to everyone really If you're listening to this, like whatever you want to do Do it, do it with all of the confidence and all of the self-belief Because you've got this, like you're an incredible human being As far as I'm concerned, anyone who rocks with me Anyone who rolls with me, who listens to my podcast, who... um watches my Instagram stories or, you know, follows me on Twitter and we have banter and things like that. To me, you're an incredible human being because you're allowing for my light to kind of merge and mingle with your light. And I just think that you're incredible. And so of course you can achieve great things. I'm biased. I, Of course I'm biased because, you know, I, I love you for loving me. So Yeah, thank you for that And the star card in reverse Is maybe speaking to a lot of people right now As we're coming to the end of the year Trust yourself, man Trust yourself Because you're a real G out in these streets And you're doing incredible things Even if it doesn't feel that way You are So just keep doing it Do more of it Or start doing it Because there will be people out there to support you And people like you more than you think So that's, yeah, I just wanted to share that bit with you all. So this episode is bringing us into that kind of Christmas theme, that Christmas vibe um, in many respects. But first of all, I'll start with Share Your Magnificence. So this week I've got a few things to actually shout out in Share Your Magnificence. And don't forget that you can send me nominations for Share Your Magnificence. I might not read it the week you send it to me, but I will definitely get to it and let people know That you're out here or whoever you've nominated Is out here doing great things And it's all about bigging ourselves up Like I appreciate you I appreciate um, I appreciate that you're alive And I appreciate all that you're doing Even if I don't know about it yet So send it through because I think Other people will appreciate it too So you can send that through to SYM at KelechiOkafor.com So for this week, the first Share Your Magnificence goes out to Adesua Ajayi and Clara R. Germain. They founded um, an organization called Dryverse and... It really is there to focus on the lack of visibility given to existing people of colour employee, you know, kind of company reviews online. I think a lot of people of colour are scared to say what they honestly think about their workplace. I've got a really, really close friend whom I love dearly and she thought that one of the reviews, well, she I think they're they're employee reviews are anonymous, but because of what she had to say about the racism and the misogynoir she's experienced in the workplace, it almost kind of pinpointed that it's obviously come from her as one of the very, very few Black women who work in that environment. And there's that fear, isn't there? There's that fear of speaking out. Even if they tell you that it's an anonymous review, you're scared of speaking out in case you know, they come back to you and they're like, well, you could have been the only person to complain about someone touching your hair. You could have been the only person to complain about X, Y, Z. So I think it's important to have that, to have another place that you can go to where you can submit reviews about a company and not worry about the backlash. You know that you said what you said and you meant what you meant. Um, And so this is why Driveverse is great that they're doing this. Now they're in the pre-launch stage. So I'll put their Instagram handle and their um, Twitter handle um, in the captions as usual for you to see, but they are at we are Drivers. So that's for Instagram and Twitter. And there's a form as well that I'll put um, in the captions where you can submit these reviews and everyone who signs up will be alerted when the you know, when the reviews are actually launched, you'll be alerted so you can see the reviews that other people have put for companies. And this is what I'm saying about the things that we need to do subversively to support each other as a community. Because yeah, you can't, with your entire chest, go and put your review, however anonymous it might be with your actual company. But if you have somewhere that you can go to, that you can put this review that other people can see it, it prepares them for, you know, the work environment that they should expect when they're applying to these companies, because the amount of micro and macro aggressions that some of you are facing in your workplace, when you send me private messages, I'm just, they're like raw. How are you coping with this? Because I would have slapped a bitch. Like HR, come and try me. Come and try me because Kathy deserved the slap. And what? I've had it in lots and lots of workplaces where you know, the things that are done, I just think, wow. And it's a range of things because we're talking about classism, the microaggressions and the lack of diversity in terms of ethnicity amongst the leadership in, you know, in in terms of management. And I've got an incredible friend who now lives in New York and she was head of a department, um, major, major department in Canary Wharf. When it was time to like actually give her the title that she deserved because she was doing the work For this title anyway She was doing it in her day-to-day And other people even thought that she already had the title You know, in the other branches of this said company But she didn't have the title When it was actually time to give it to her They were like, oh, you know It's just that, you know You know, what came first? The chicken or the egg? Oh God, no So, but we'll give you a bonus We'll give you a hefty bonus Just not that title No, I want my title and I want my things I want the bonus and I want my title. Stop playing with me. And that's basically it. So sign up to Driverse and leave your reviews of these workplaces. Let people know Wagwan so they're prepared. It doesn't mean that maybe they won't apply, but they're prepared and they know how to navigate it when they step up in another place, you know? Um, so big up yourselves, Clara, big up yourselves, Adesua, for, for creating this. It's all about Creating things that we need that will benefit all of us. And what do they say? Necessity is the mother of all inventions. And this is a necessity. Like we need to know Wagwan for these companies. And I'm I'm just really excited. I'm so proud that you're all doing these fantastic things. I'm I'm really astounded. When I received this email, I was like, yes, uh, yes, because we then can make these company um these companies rather. Aware of the racism and the unconscious kind of bias that's held within the whole infrastructure of how the company itself operates. So, yeah, that's out of the way. I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that. So, yeah, on to the next. On to the next. My next um, magnificent person is Yakari Gabriel. Now, she is a poet that I am just in love with. I'm in love with her as a woman. Before I'm in love with her as a poet. But I think that actually they're one and the same thing, because as humans, we are walking poetry. Some of us just never put it down on paper. But Yukari has put it down on paper and it's gorgeous. So she's released her debut um, poetry book called Cold Coffee the illustrations and the photos in there read as almost like a personal journal. And because the poems are so personal, so raw, it just speaks to me on just the maddest vibe. It's so honest. It's so beautifully put together. And I really, really enjoyed it. I ended up reading pretty much all of it in one sitting because it felt like I was reading someone's diary, but someone that is very similar to myself Um, I haven't yet left her a review on Goodreads and all of that good stuff, but I will because I'm so, so proud of what she's achieved. Um, When I discovered her poetry on her page, because for a while we were like tweeting and things like that. Then I discovered her poetry and I was like, whoa, there was this newfound awe for what she was doing. Like, oh, I'm go and read some cold coffee. Like I, on my Instagram stories, I posted some of the poems, but I, obviously copyright, I had to be careful not just to be posting her stuff, even though I tagged her. And I want people to actually go and get the book, not for me to be sending you out all the poetry that's in there. Get the book, really enjoy yourself, get your life. And there, that was, that was short and sweet. My babes, Yukari, really proud of you. And I like that Yukari sends me, um, She sends me music as well She watches twerk videos And she's like, listen to this song I think you'd like it for your class And usually I do So thank you for that And the next um, magnificent person Who's actually no longer alive But I just wanted to shout him out Because his anniversary of his passing is coming up It's my dad, my baby boy I don't know, I just as I just said that I just felt really emotional And a little bit teary But yeah Shout out to my dad, my baby boy, Mike Silvanos Okarafor, like my G Um, Yeah, the anniversary of his passing is coming up, two years this week And the reason I'm shouting him out because he's a magnificent person for me Because he created me, (laughs) no I'm joking, he's a magnificent person because... He was my first experience of black love. Now, oftentimes when people talk of black love, they talk about it in a romantic sense. And there's more to it than that. I think, you know, he was the first person really that I know of, even before my mum, he was the first person I know of who would speak to me on the phone. And say to me I love you But you know He'd say it in a very Nigerian man voice He'd be like Keleji huh? I love you Okay Eh? Huh? Go and have a good day huh? So yeah um, I would also feel that Since he's passing My life has improved Exponentially And I don't think That it's Not linked You know I-, I think there's a correlation Between his passing And moving over Into another realm And just how Much my life Has blossomed And how much I feel there is love in abundance all around me in terms of just things that are happening in the community that I'm building, and we didn't get to have much of a relationship in this physical realm because you know he lived in Nigeria and I moved away from Nigeria when I was five years old, and I only ended up seeing him like I think twice twice after leaving Nigeria um so it kind of hit me really hard when he passed away because I felt felt that there was this kind of cutoff between building that relationship. But then it also reminded me that you don't necessarily, the relationships don't stop because people are no longer physically here. And I think that I've been able to cultivate more of a relationship with him without romanticizing the person he was. Um, that was important to me as well because sometimes people go or things finish they end and we want to romanticize them and it was really really important for me during therapy to remember him as the person he was and he had these flaws um as uh, you know most humans do but I love him for those flaws because you know he always was a light of positivity and protection for me and I miss him dearly and I just wanted to shout him out like my boo my boy my homie my dad Yes. So that's pretty much it for Share Your Magnificence. Like I said, send me some bits, send me some bobs for next week um, so I can shout them out too. The silence is deliberate because now we're moving into fuckery. Also known as, so you mad? This week, (laughs) I'm mad. I'm extremely mad because... I was sitting in the car the other day And the radio was playing And this song came on This song that plays every Pussy year This song plays Do they know it's Christmas time at all Or whatever the fuck they want to call it By um, Band 830 was the first one to do it And then it's been done ever since I think we had one in 1984 Then another one in 1989 And then another one in 2000 and and then another one in 2014 or something. I don't even know, but that's too many versions. We shouldn't have that many versions because the song is oppressive and it's stupid. it's ridiculous. it's I'm so enraged that it's still played on the radio something that perpetuates such white saviorism as w- just such caucasity the song is lyrical caucasity at its worst. Is the best way to describe it So we're just going to get into the lyrics Let's just go into the lyrics first And start from there So I'm not going to read everything out Just the bits that really annoy me So it starts off The the fuckery starts off like I don't know In the last part of the first third Of the song It goes But say a prayer for the ones at Christmas time it's hard, but when you're having fun, there's a world outside of your window. Wait, say a prayer, pray for the other ones. Who the fuck are the other ones? Are you and your family mad? Are, is everyone mad in your entire village? Bob Geldof and Midge are, are, are you all, is this? Is something, are demons dealing with you? Is something really, really doing you inside your, inside your mind, inside your cerebrum? Is it's something wrong with you? the other ones. It's that concept of otherness. And people want to talk to me about, oh, black people love to pull the race card all the time. Nothing. It's not always about race. Okay. All right. Cool. Kathy. It's not always about race. Right. But who created the construct of race? Was it not your ancestors? Right. They created the construct as a form of oppression. Now we are highlighting that this construct still exists And it still oppresses You know, it's still doing the job it was created to do And you're telling me to close my eyes and face front And pretend like I can't see it You're mad There's something really, really doing you I won't ignore it And stop othering people It's the, Because when you other, you're telling me that you are the norm And this is the problem with the society that we're in at the moment So many of us have been othered and marginalized And we're told that something so mediocre Joker and bland is the norm. And, and that those people are our saviors. And no, none of those motherfuckers are saving me. Let me just let you know that from the jump. Right. So the other ones, fine. Pray, but say a prayer, pray for the other ones. This is another problem I have. And it's kind of reared its ugly head throughout this Libya slave trade crisis. Everyone's so quick to pr- um, post pray for Libya, pray for this, pray for that. Are you actually praying? Are you actually praying? Or are you just saying, pray for such and such? Are you doing the prayer? or Are you instructing me to pray? Which one is it? Because I, I'm not really sure. And it's really annoying me. Like what, what do you pray for? you know forget that what do you actually pray for when you are doing this prayer are you praying that we can dismantle the construct of capitalism and dictatorships that have have led us to this point are you praying for that are you praying for a dismantling of white supremacist patriarchy what exactly are you praying for because i don't get it all these celebrities are jumping up and Posting, you know, wearing pom-pom shorts Holding up placards, no shade I know you're going to clock who I was talking about But absolutely no shade I'm just thinking, what more are you doing? Because this isn't enough You know, let's stop trying to make oppression sexy Let's stop trying to make activism sexy It's not sexy to rebel It is not sexy to uprise against a system That continues to kill us all It's not sexy So stop trying to sexify it Let's just look at it as it is And deal with it as it is That's all I'm asking for And stop with the very, very passive Pray for rare, rare, rare Be more active Be more decisive in what you are doing To dismantle these constructs Because your little, little prayer isn't enough You know, because I know that you're not actually praying You're not saying fire burn them You're not saying thunder fire them You're not doing any of that Just, oh, oh, it's so sad what's going on over there But you're not feeling the sadness, are you? Because I think it get to the point where we're almost desensitized to suffering the girls that drowned the Nigerian girls that drowned in the sea we don't talk about that we don't talk about the sex trafficking of all of these West African girls we don't talk about that we don't talk about you know just the numbers of the number of ways in which violence is inflicted upon black bodies whether male or female and how it just Goes unsaid, unnoticed. it's a problem, so don't just pray like do more shit than just pray, you know, um, not that I'm not saying that there isn't power in prayer, but you know what I'm saying. It's more the fake type of oh, this is so sad, pray for them, and then you move on to the next thing let's let's do more let's let's you know they say that when you know better, you do better. I feel that we're at the stage where we are knowing better, so we need to do better, basically. Anyway, back to this Ras Clark song. So it goes, um, where's the other bit that I can't stand? And it's a world of dread and fear where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. And the Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Bob Geldof, fire! Thunder in fact Thunder fire your entire village Because what the fuck And yes there are newer versions of this song But I'm using this particular version Because the newer versions aren't actually much better They just cloak the very very obvious caucasity And the smugness They just thinly cloak it It's thinly veiled but it's ever apparent Um the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. So there, so there's no longer any water in the countries in Africa because Africa is a continent. A lot of you keep forgetting that, but you know, there's no longer any water. The only water that they have is the water that's falling from their eyes, Abby. Wow, wow. It's, I don't, I don't even know where the bravery comes from to be so ignorant and to take a pen and paper and to write it down. It's, I always encourage saying your mind, but if your mind is an empty place, it's, 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 it's a trash heap, maybe just close your mouth. Close your mouth. No one wants to hear what you have to say. It's fine. And then the chimes of doom, the mortality rates are high. In this continent of Africa, fine But these chimes of doom Like the doom and gloom that you're painting This entire continent as Is really what's frustrating me Because it speaks then to the fake altruism Of the average British person Now, if you don't know much about me I used to work in charity fundraising Um, Telephone charity fundraising to be specific So I would call up people On behalf of a number of charities And they'll basically tell me In their British way To go and suck my mother So it was very, very fulfilling Not That process, working in that environment for so many years While I was hoping for my big break in acting um, Before I got my shit together and realised there are many, many ways to skin a cat Although I don't advise you to skin a cat Going off topic, back to what I was saying So yeah, in the many years I was working there I realised that the people, a lot of people who give to charity Do it so they can continue and perpetuate their very racist views of blackness and of Africa and of Africanness. You know, oh, I already give to them. But you know, if you ask me, and this is an actual call that I had in about 2000, and I want to say 2007, the guy said, I already give to Africa. But if you ask me, what I think needs to be done is that we need to sterilize all of the women because they're having children that they can't look after. And do you know how much it took in me to not cast this guy out, to just drag him for filth, to just tell him about all of his mothers, 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 and fathers. I had to really hold it in. And I just thought, because this is it. We don't mean anything to the vast majority of you. You give money. So you feel that that allows you to say what should happen with our humanity. And that's not how it works. I'm really sorry. That's not how it works. And it will not continue in that way. International aid, I just think it's like trying to put a plaster over, I don't know, like trying to put a plaster over a stab wound. Or even worse, like something really, really gaping that obviously a little plaster is not going to cover. Like blood splurting everywhere. And you're trying to put this little mini plaster to cover it because the problem is systemic. And so until we deal with that, all this aid business Who is it actually helping? First, I feel like you need to get rid of world debt. Start there. All this debt that you claim we owe you after you've been robbing our country blind, raping and pillaging, get rid of that first. And then that actually gives us a platform to begin from. Every year, different countries are celebrating independence, independence. Independence from what? Independence from whom? Because Khalil Gibran tells us in The Prophet that before you can even start talking about freedom. First, you must dismantle the throne of the master that's erect within your psyche. You have to do that first. The master never left. So what independence are we truly, truly celebrating is what I'm saying out here in these streets. Anyway, back to this song. So then it goes on to say, and there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. So what I'm learning from this is that Bob Geldof didn't listen in school. He doesn't know much, or maybe he did listen in school and due to the racist notions that we are taught um, I- and ideologies that were taught within the curriculum, he's unaware that snow actually does exist in Africa. It is possible. In fact, there are certain places in Africa that one can go skiing. So Bob Geldof is obviously a phantom radical fool to not have this knowledge, but this is the point of this to paint an image of Africa where it's just forlorn and barren and horrible when that is not the only story. And Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie speaks to us of the danger of the single story, the danger of a single narrative that is often perpetuated by the colonizer of the colonized. And I have a problem with that Don't tell my story You know, what's that saying that says um, The tale of the hunt Will always be told by the hunter And not of the hunted Or something Maybe I've made that up Boy But it's that idea that we don't tell our own stories Is through things like these, um, these songs that stories are told And it paints an image Now imagine this was released in 1984 That's two years before I was born So before I even entered this world Some people out in Shropshire and Yorkshire somewhere Already had a view of what Africa is And, and so when they meet you They're meeting you with this idea of smugness Like, oh, I'm helping your people Motherfucker, you're not helping anybody Just know that so I'm saying we need to invest in better geography teachers And definitely better history teachers Because people are out here walking around Thinking that they're doing big, big things Not understanding that this international aid Where did it start? Did it not start from your country? Your countries colonising and ruining, ruining structures That had been in place for centuries And then going, oh my God, oh my God This is so terrible Have some money that will do fuck all That's where it started. Let's go back to colonization. Let's start there before we start talking about all of this. So moving on to the next bit, he says here, the greatest gift they'll get this year is life where nothing ever grows, no rain or rivers flow. Right. Nothing ever grows. Hmm. So all of these crops that we are growing, where do they go? What grows even in your own stupid country What even grows here in the first place Do you not import most of your pussyclark things So who the fuck are you talking to About nothing ever grows And then no rain or rivers flow Okay river Niger and all of these other um, um, rivers Just you can go now You're not needed anymore Because apparently rivers don't exist in fucking Africa We imagined it all And rain never ever falls Wow the entire vast continent The entire vast continent is bereft is what we're being told by Bob Geldof. And they continue for ages and ages, remaking this song, and every year, la 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 la, people get together and celebrities and singers get together and they sing the the same old trifling lyrics. And nobody thinks, oh, you know what? Wait, this is wrong. Now, I know Fuse ODG actually made a statement about why he wasn't going to be part of Any of the recordings, and I really rate him for that. That's good, and I know that um, Lily Allen, in the past, has said that she wouldn't be part of it because she finds the song very smug. And I don't like Lily Allen. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't like the imagery that was in some of her songs way back. I think it was one song in um, in particular where she had black women dancing behind her and twerking and whatever else. I just really didn't like that. So I appreciate that she said this, but nah. And then there was the bits that she, where she t- painted her husband's dick um, black and put like a, um Afro on it to impersonate um, Azealia Banks. I, I didn't like that. So she's one of those people who I guess thinks that she's really, really liberal, but she does fucked up things that, ver- that show very much that she has a deeply ingrained um, racist um, leaning, if you will, that she hasn't fully addressed. But I appreciate that those people kind of said, nah, I don't want to be part of this nonsense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just really perplexed and perturbed that Songs like this have been played every year And you go into your workplace And this is why you need dry verse, you know This is why you need something like dry verse, Where you can re- report that in your workplace Every year they play Do they know it's Christmas time at all And Kathy and Edith Everyone's singing along to it And you're looking at them like "Ra, are you listening to the lyrics? So yeah, whatever Now, here's to you Raise a glass for everyone. Here's to them underneath that burning sun. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? That burning sun. You know, it's really funny to me that they've mentioned this burning sun because when it's time for Hollywood to make films about, you know, kings of Egypt and to depict, you know, all these ancient kings and pharaohs, they often make them white men. So in fact, you yourself know that the the sun is too hot for you. You know that. Any little sun, you're getting sunburned. But when it's time to depict history accurately, you're putting yourselves as the kings. You know you couldn't survive, so stop lying to yourself. Tell the truth like you've told the truth in just that little section there. Tell the truth all of the time. Now, let's deal with the obvious that song initially was made about the famine in Ethiopia. You know, this is something I didn't address in my thread because I was just so incensed, but other people mentioned it. And so that's what we're going to talk about. The fact that this song was made regarding the famine in Ethiopia, yet Christianity predates this Christianity that these people know. In Ethiopia, Christianity was there 200 years Before these people even knew What the fuck they're talking about So I'm sure that they know That it's Christmas time And also they use a different calendar So who the fuck are you talking to? Like just learn things Learn things and understand That words mean things Especially if you're a songwriter Understand that words mean things So don't just create what you like Because it's rude it's rude. You don't know history. So you don't actually know that their Christianity predates yours, but you're going up, up and about going, yeah, well, yeah. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Do you know what seasoning is at all? That's the song that we should really, really be releasing. Do they know of seasoning at all? That's, that's the one I want to hear. Do you know that chicken needs spice at all? The syllables are so off there, but you get what I mean. You get it. Then to deal with the white saviorism of it all, oh, all of us, let's get together. Let's get together and help these helpless people. Isn't it the French president or whatever they call him, Macron, that was um, saying, oh, certain countries need to need to let go and move past colonialism? How can we move past colonialism when you continue to ask for money for colonizing places? How how do we move past that? How do we move past the fact that you're still wanting Haiti to pay you money, Algeria, all of these places to give you money for being French and being an and being an oppressor like How exactly do we move past that? Everyone's so quick to tell us move past it, move past it, but you're still there robbing the land of everything. So how do we move past it? The the way that you are able to claim your industrial revolutions is from all the things you have taken from this continent. So how how does one move past that exactly? It's the same issue I have with, you know, charity um, adverts, when they find a pot-bellied little black child scooping water out of muddy river, and they're like, oh, look, little Lingale is here, and he won't have clean water to drink. Look, leave little Lingale alone, and mind your fucking business. Why don't, look, focus on here. Focus on your own country, because people out here are living below the poverty line. How do you have the Effantry and the gall to talk about, oh, people are suffering here and they don't know where their next meal is coming from, but you're shutting down food banks in in, in big, big London. Food banks, people have to actually go to food banks. People are out here being homeless, but you want to open your long throat and talk about other countries and what's happening there. Just leave them alone. I feel like if the oppressive countries could leave these other countries alone, they could get on with fixing themselves. I mean, It's a long process. I'm not trying to romanticize it. I'm not trying to make it a a reductive issue, but it's the fact that they would do better if you could just take your vampiric fangs out of the continent and stop bleeding them dry of resources. Let's just do that. It's funny to me that Africa as a continent is made so diminutive in the minds of whiteness that Millie and and Rupert will, will pick up their bag And go, I'm going on a gap year to Africa They never mention which fucking country in Africa they're going to But I'm going on a gap year in Africa And I'm going to help there and build stuff Millie and Rupert, who can't cook rice without burning it Millie and Rupert, who haven't even worked out a timetable So they can bathe regularly Want to go to Africa to go and help them And, you know, fix things And they, I rarely meet any of them who have gone to Africa and have come back with a nuanced perspective of what, it, of what Africa is as a continent, how diverse it is. They, they come back, I feel, with an even more reductive view of the place because, you know, I went there and I helped them and I was there for a year so I can have all the views that I want because I was there and I saw them smiling through their hardships, making baskets and just making the best of it. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. All right. Leading on from that, obviously I'm going to come to Ed Sheeran. Now, a few people had mentioned his video where he went to Liberia, I think it was. And Mel sent me a link to the article the other day as well, um, of his time, of, um, Ed Sheeran's time in Liberia. And again, this is a new trend for these, um, International aid organisations Like let's get a celebrity That knows fuck all And take them over there And let them feel devastated And want to save things And that should inspire The audience at home To want to give And so they can help too So Ed Sheeran goes to Liberia And he's like wow Oh my god this is so terrible These two little blackies Are living living on a boat And oh they've got nothing Oh no I won't stand for this I'm going to put them up in a hotel Until more permanent accommodation Is found Okay, but that's an individualistic approach. What is being done in terms of the infrastructure of the country? Because you feel bad, woe is me, woe is them, and... It's it's not even woe is them It's all about woe is me And how they've touched my heart And now my heart is doing doogu 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 And I'm feeling some feelings for them And oh this is so sad What can I do immediately? But you're doing it immediately What about the long term? You're doing it to make yourself feel good But it's not actually changing anything in the country And also let's get the people who can articulate what's going on To speak up about these things And I don't want to see a celebrity Um Going to these places It means nothing to me Because I know that they don't really, really care And they're doing it to humanise their own platform It's it's just a bit frustrating, really We don't need white saviours Because you caused the drama in the first place You're talking about heal the world Let them know it's Christmas time Heal the world of the sickness That you inflicted upon us, motherfuckers Like, what are you talking about? Uh, stop it Just stop it I don't like it I don't. Woo. That was a lot. That that was a lot. Anyway, you can guess what's happening next. Straw of the week, our third and final segment, Suck Your Mum, S-Y-M, a.k.a. Straw of the Week. This week, I don't even know who the straw should go to because... I think we need to hand out a few straws, yeah. Firstly, I need to give a straw to Bob Geldof because when it was brought to his attention that people don't like the lyrics in these songs, he said, "Oh, well, at the end of the day, it's a pop song. I mean, get over yourselves. Um, and if you don't like the lyrics, you can fuck off. You, f- you, if, you. In fact, don't just fuck off, Bob Geldof. I want you to fuck on, you, you motherfucker, about f- fuck off. When we're bringing very, very real, very, very valid." You know... Issues to you About the lyrics That you are perpe- that, that you are Perpetuating And the ideologies That you are Perpetuating Of an entire con- Continent You're talking about Oh Well if you don't like The lyrics you can fuck off It's a pop song Yes it's a pop song But it's another medium If you will Of propaganda Yeah You're creating a narrative About a place People are singing These pop songs The reason that they're Called pop songs You motherfucker Is because they're Popular Yeah They're popular songs So it's meant to have A hook It's meant to have Something that sticks In your mind And if that sticks in your mind And this is the view that you have of this place Because of a pop song You are also helping the narrative You are also bolstering this narrative Of a helpless Africa A country of Africa When it's it's more than that It's a continent Stop doing that and when people bring these very valid concerns to you, you should be able to go, rah, I fucked up, I'm sorry. No, instead it's like, oh, fuck off, I don't want to hear you. That's white privilege right there. White privilege in that you can switch on and off to the things that you want to care about. It's, it's rude. It's really, really, really rude. And a straw goes out to all the white saviors. Oh, I'm in Africa. I'm in Africa and I'm trying to save everybody because I know the way to do it. Look, look. Don't save anyone. Just go and learn how to wipe your bum accurately. Learn how to put on deodorant in a motherfucking morning. So we're not dying on the tube because you think that it's conducive to the environment to bathe twice a week. Do that and leave Africa alone. Let's, how about that? Now, my third straw, my third straw goes out to airport security staff all across the world and the ways in which they perpetuate racism and anti-blackness now i was in poland at the weekend and on my way back i had a headscarf on because i like to just travel cutely travel simply um because of all of the drama that i usually get when i travel through airport security areas I tend to dress really simply so I wear like a leotard or a catsuit just keeping it cute so you don't have any reason to be looking at me like I've got anything on me I don't wear a jacket when I leave go through the detectors I just wear my catsuit walk through where can I have anything on me except if I've stuffed it inside my vagina and I'm sorry it's too tight it's too tight (laughs) no off subject soz but um yeah um I wear a cat suit to try and move through as quickly and as swiftly as possible. So I'm in Poland. I'm at Bidgosh airport and I've gone through the metal detector. It hasn't gone off, obviously. The Polish woman pulls me to the side. The white woman pulls me to the side and she takes me to this room, this side room, very sternly. And she's touching me up, touching my headscarf. She's like, oh, I've got to check this. So she's checking, feeling me up. She goes... Ah, miankie. So that's apparently soft. Or is it mianknie? One of them. Like, my Polish is so rusty because I don't go to class anymore. But basically, she was saying to me that, oh, wow, your hair is soft. Like, I'm better at understanding Polish, not speaking it. So she's like, oh, your hair is so soft. Like, she was surprised that my hair was soft. So now, I'm thinking like, what the fuck did you expect to find under my scarf? Was you, were you expecting concrete or were you expecting wood? Like, did you even need to stop me or did you want to just have a feel? Is what I'm asking right now. Because she was so, the, the fattest part of my scarf was at the front, you know, the front bun she didn't care about that area. She didn't ask me to unravel it because I could have had all sort of motherfucking shit stuffed into that area. No, she didn't care about that bit. She wanted to feel the back of the scarf, the smooth part, that that's where she wanted to touch up and and press my hair and be scrunching in her hands and genuine surprise that my hair was soft. And the dehumanization that people have to go through just to get through airport security, I think is vile. All in the sake of national security, you're allowed to make us feel less than human because we're black and, or we're visibly Muslim. Like I, all of those things bother me. And it's just not fair. It's, it's not fair that these things can be done in the name of national security. You can't speak up against it because it's like, well, you know, we've got to protect the borders. And that's who my straw goes out to. It goes out to all airport security staff who feel that it's okay to treat people in this way. But specifically, Bidgosh Airport. It goes out to them, motherfuckers, f- telling me about oh, your hair's so soft. Like, yeah, what did you what what were you what were you thinking it was gonna be? You know what what were you expecting? You nonsense individual. You silly silly pierogies. Pierogies already plural, by the way. But I just wanted to add the s there. It's just really annoying. It, it really pissed me off. But um, that's really it for this week. I feel that I've covered an abundance of things and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I have been and continue to be and will always be Kalechi Okafor. Thank you so much for listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What? <laughs> Suck Your Mom. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. And I'll catch you next week. Bye. It's the Benz Brunani woman. is baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. Sit down, sit down. We see this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sipping. Hard time scalding for your long shorts. You might learn something you'll never know. Can let you find, and she's one of a kind. on same mind. Say you mind.